frost and desolation, or beauty and delight. You would have to have grown up on a block of ice floating in the North Pole not to know that Frankenstein is the story of a monster. But I think even had we been contemporaries of Mary Shelley and picked this novel up with no foreknowledge of its contents, we would have felt, immediately, the apprehension of danger. In the very first line, Walton writes to his sister, You will rejoice to hear that no disaster has accompanied the commencement of an enterprise which you have regarded with such evil forebodings. No disaster has happened. Yet. But those evil forebodings linger in the air. Walton himself declares that success is assured, suggesting that what lies ahead for us is adventure and triumph. But do we trust him? First, that confidence wavers. He begins his letter by rejoicing, but later, after inventorying the reasons for his confidence, he says, These reflections have dispelled the agitation with which I began my letter, and I feel my heart glow with an enthusiasm which elevates me to heaven. So perhaps he is not always as assured as he seems. At other times, he conveys a more ambivalent spirit, saying, for example, It is impossible to communicate to you a conception of the trembling sensation, half pleasurable and half fearful, with which I am preparing to depart. Also, it seemed to me we were meant to sense a hubris in his ambitions. He seeks glory. He deserves to accomplish some great purpose. He will tread a land never before imprinted by the foot of man. He will discover the wondrous power which attracts the needle and may regulate a thousand celestial observations. He will confer an inestimable benefit on all mankind to the last generation by finding a northern passage. That sense is confirmed by the stranger's warning. You seek knowledge and wisdom, as I once did, and I ardently hope that the gratification of your wishes may not be a serpent to sting you, as mine has been. And, had he not been a seafarer, he would have been a poet. The works of Homer and Shakespeare entranced his soul and lifted it to heaven. He confesses that his attachment to and fascination with the dangerous mysteries of the ocean can be attributed to the influence of the modern poets. He begs his sister not to despise him as a romantic. But I couldn't help but feel he was romanticizing his visions for this undertaking. Whatever the air of evil foreboding, these opening letters stirred in me eager anticipation of a great adventure. When Walton says, I am already far north of London, and as I walk in the streets of Petersburg, I feel a cold northern breeze play upon my cheeks, which braces my nerves and fills me with delight. I, too, felt the breeze and the bracing and the delight. And when he says, Inspirited by this wind of promise, my daydreams become more fervent and vivid. I try in vain to be persuaded that the pole is the seat of frost and desolation. It ever presents itself to my imagination as the region of beauty and delight. My expectation was, perhaps it will be both.'